from Trevents Wedding and Event Planning, and you are listening to Wedding Confessions. I'm so happy today because I've got RJ back. Hi, RJ. Hello. RJ is from the band Stereo Flavor. He is their booking consultant and one of their musicians. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of RJ when you work with Stereo <laughs> Flavor. What's going on, man? Things are good. Things are good. Yeah? Yeah. Last time you were here, we talked about songs that you never wanted to sing again (laughs) and songs that you love to sing but this time i wanted to talk to you about how creative people can be with their set lists yeah i like to call it soundtrack to their wedding yes and and i call it that because one of my couples brian and dallas they were the ones who brought that to my attention because they really created a cool Mm. soundtrack Mm -hmm. all songs that they wanted to hear that they loved they so were, much. Were they on the island? Was that? Yeah, yes, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they used the song Love by Lana Del Rey mm-hmm. as part of their processional, and it was just so dramatic. Yeah. Tell me what you like to do with your couples when you're working on the playlists for their weddings. Yeah, so it's it's a good question. I think, like, a lot of, a lot of the journey of coming up with all of this is balancing sort of... Um, Maybe couples like actually Rochelle, who we're going to meet later, uh, who have like a super particular vision and like it's so easy and clear and they want all of that. I would say it, in the minority are people like that. Most people are sort of like, yeah, we like music. You know? Yeah, we want to hear Canon and D. Yeah. And, and so to here accommodate comes the bride. Yeah. To acco- and that's fine. It's whatever they want, totally. you know, and and to accommodate that, we've actually come up with lists. So we have our like list of, you know, 15 or 20 ceremony classics that we know and and are you know included as part of what they have and but there's always the opportunity for customization so I love that so you know we'll have a talk and sometimes kind of like you do on your podcast we'll ask them the story of you know is there a song that was maybe when you were dating or at a special moment when you were together that that means something to you and often you have to prompt them you know and then they'll find it do you find that the way that it works mostly is that you have to pull it out of them or do a lot of the couples come to you and say, no, we know that we want this song. And yeah, this song. I'd, say, I'd say it's almost 50, 50 okay. where, where they just, you know, even in their initial inquiry, it might be a year and a half out. They'll be like, this is our first dance. This is our ceremony song. And they're like, okay, cool. You know? And then in other cases, yeah, I think, I think some people maybe are a bit shy or, or just haven't actually thought about it and just know they want the live music, but they're not sure what. And Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What's your best song that you've played for a processional? <laughs> There's some funny ones. There's some good ones actually. <laughs> so, um, one of one time we actually got requested to do a version of Thunderstruck no. by ACDC. <laughs> yeah. And so we had to get a little creative with the arrangement, but it worked, you know, and, and, and there's, there's actually, I think a trend in the last three, four years now of these sort of like artists covering like really aggressive songs and making them these sort of beautiful you know jazzy yeah yeah like light you know things that just work i loved it when there was a couple that i worked with they used the song purple rain Mm -hmm. prince but an instrumental version of it and as people were coming down the aisle when it came to the part of the song where prince sings purple rain Mm -hmm. The whole, I call them the audience, the yes, guests, yes. all sang that part of oh, the song. That's it was amazing. so amazing. Yeah. I'm still waiting for someone to 
use one particular song that I think would be so great for either a processional or first dance. Mm-hmm. And I've yet to see it. It's a song called Crazy For You by Madonna. Ah. Um, it's just such a beautiful love song about okay. two souls meeting. Which record is that from? That's from... Um, it's from a movie soundtrack. It's from the movie soundtrack of Vision Quest, 1985. Wow. Yeah. So like OG, like... Oh, yeah. yeah. Back in the day. Oh, man. That's awesome. It's a really good song. You should yeah. listen to it. You should yeah. try and push that off to people now. Yeah. No, every time I hang out with you, I always come back to our MD. I'm like, we should learn more Madonna. I think Trevor <laughs> will give us more work if we have more Madonna on our list. <laughs> yeah, but the sad <laughs> thing is nobody else wants to hear it. You know, it's, it is sad. We need, we need more in, of it in the world. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And there's another <laughs> song that I absolutely love that's also a beautiful... Um, ballad. It's from a musical, a stage show, Wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called As Long As You're Mine. Again, it's just about right. two people in love, and it's a beautiful song, but nobody's done it. I worked with a couple once who were such huge musical theater mm-hmm. fans, and their whole processional were songs like um, Bring Him Home from Les Miserables yes, yes, yes. and uh, All, I a- All I Ask of You, I think it's called. Well, it's funny you mention that. So um, one of our couples coming up this season um, want to do a song from Dear Evan Hansen, which is the oh, new... Yeah musical that's coming Huge. to town i think it won a bunch of tonys right it, it won a bunch of tonys last yeah. year and now it's touring and coming yeah to and Toronto. it's coming here actually my friend is i think MDing it but um what's amazing is the story is that i think the groom proposed backstage at that show in Aww. new york and so now that obviously imagine the meanings of all those songs i love yeah. that and i I actually I love musicals too, and I f- I feel like the best wedding is kind of like a musical, right? And totally. And and it's that same idea of like bringing, bringing song, having to, a soundtrack to something, you know. And yeah. Another thing I wanted to tell you, I wanted to tell you a story about something that happened recently, um, at a wedding. Since I last saw you, mm-hmm. I was working a wedding with a band, and one of the guests got really drunk. Uh oh. Which happens often. <laughs> but this guest decided to jump on stage with the band. And that's pretty intrusive because sometimes the stages aren't yep. very large. And yep. you've got an 11-piece or a 9-piece band, yeah. which takes up a lot of space. And then you've got this really drunk person kind of meshing his way through the stage. It just became one of the uh, backup dancers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's now dancing, like flailing his arms. Yeah. The, 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 the man in charge was staring at me and I saw what was going on yeah. and, and he was like, get over here. So I went up to this gentleman and was just kind of pulling mm-hmm. him off of the stage, but he wasn't having mm-hmm. it. He did not want to leave. Yeah. So I ended up having to call security. And the the band said to me that they almost stopped playing. Mm-hmm. What would you do if something like it's this tricky. happened? I, thankfully, it's never been like that intense in, in any situation that I've been in. You know, more often than not, it'll be someone... Um, Maybe grabbing a tambourine and and sometimes we'll we'll hand out tambourines just Why to not? get people. You know, we want it to be the party, so it's all good. Um, but you know, usually like with ninety nine percent of people, if you just so firmly mention that's like, hey, you know, I'm glad you're having fun, but <laughs> get we, off. You know, it's a safety. I usually like to say it's a safety thing. Like we want to make sure everyone's safe, and well, it'll it'll work. You know, and and I think that's the thing I'm trying to balance when I'm there is. I want there to be like a breaking of the fourth wall between us and the and the audience for sure, but I also want everyone to be safe. But that's a little extreme. Yeah, that is super extreme. You know, and usually and sometimes quite often at the end of the night, we will invite the bride and groom up on stage, you know, for the last song to maybe sing along oh, or cool. you know, and it's and it's like I think as long as as we're leading it and we're like the ones who are sort of you know, 
ma- manipulating everything to make sure everything's safe and everything's cool, it's always great. But I agree when it's sort of like one guest who just rushes the stage, there's only so much you can do. Not right? good. And, yeah. it, and, and not just rushes the stage, but kind of takes over a big yeah, portion of the stage. and makes it about them. And yeah. it's almost like a, what's that expression, a bull in a china shop? Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. It looked like, and sometimes the instruments aren't in the musician's hands. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a guitar. Oh, that for sure, things on stands, yeah. And what happens yeah. if something gets damaged? Yeah. Anyways, thank, thank, thankfully we got him off the stage. Yeah. The band kept playing. The, the yeah. wedding was a success. And there was, there was another story I wanted to tell you about that happened where, and this is something that really upset the couple, the band, the leader, the band leader, is that what you, mm-hmm. what, what do yeah. you, or lead singer maybe, lead was it the front, front person? Yes, yeah. it was, it, well it was definitely the lead singer. Yeah. He, or she, <laughs> uh, kept taking selfies and videotaping themselves throughout their performance. So that completely closes that fourth wall. Yeah. Because now you're, you're, this, this band member is completely unfocused to what's actually happening mm-hmm. on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. And this wasn't just like a, a quick like selfie or a 20-second video. He was filming, him or she was filming themselves yeah. for the entire song, wow. for multiple songs. And wow. then would go onto the dance floor and do the same thing, but with the crowd. So when yeah. you do it with the crowd, okay, fine. That's yeah. cool. It's funny. It's, it's yeah. interactive. But the couple noticed. Yeah. And he was basically filming for his Instagram story. Well, and that's the problem is when you, as soon as you make it about your next gig, not cool. you're not doing your job, right? Absolutely. And, and, and what we do is like, you know, yeah, I will sometimes, if, again, if I'm not playing on a song, I'll like snap a photo or of snap course. a quick video. But you have to always be putting it out to the people in the room. You know what I mean? And, and so we actually like, if we want promo, we'll hire someone or, you know, ask the couple, can we bring an extra person to just take a few shots, you know, which is what yeah. you should do or film it, yeah. film, get these shots done at a showcase that you're holding exactly, or a yeah. rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So, know the time and the place yeah. and, and know how long you should be doing it for. Cause we're all taking pictures. Yeah. We yep, all yep, want yep. it for our portfolio mm-hmm. or for our social media, but be a little bit more aware of what is actually happening. Totally. Yeah. And just a quick recap too, about the, the song choices that we were talking about. I love that you provide guidance to mm-hmm. our couples. Yeah. That you have these lists. I think it's great. But it's also so nice to when we can pull out of the couples just to yeah. be creative. Yep. Be unique. Be yourselves. Mm-hmm. Make that soundtrack totally for your yeah. wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, let's take a break all because right. we're gonna bring Rochelle and Jason in to talk all about their wedding. Fantastic. Be right back. Nothing can transform your event like the presence of live music. When planning a wedding, we spend so much of our time on the things that we can see and taste that we can often neglect what our ears can experience. Having real live musicians in the room playing their hearts out for you and your guests is the sonic equivalent of that perfect outfit you ended up splurging on or the impeccably curated liquor collection that just had to be behind the bar. That's where we come in. Stereo Flavor Entertainment is a tight-knit collective of Toronto's finest musicians whose goal is to provide live music for any event, from a soloist all the way up to a 12-piece dance band. Please look us up at stereoflavor.ca or at stereoflavor on Facebook and Instagram. 
I'm Trevor from Trevents Wedding and Event Planning, and I'm here to help make your wedding dreams come true. I offer full planning, partial planning, and of course, wedding month management. So check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. My handle is at Trevents Planner, and go to my website at www.trevents.ca, T-R-E-V-E-N-T-S.ca. And we are back. I'm still here with RJ from Hi. Stereo Flavor. Hello. Hello. And now I've got Rochelle and Jason here. What's up, guys? Nothing much, really. Not, not much. What's going on with you guys? They've been practicing not talking over each other. So let's see how long it's going to fail. Lasts. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> It'll last all of like five seconds. Probably. <laughs> so, guys, I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask everybody. I want to know your love story. Tell me how you met. You want me to start? Okay. Um, well, uh, we met now, what is it? Four years ago? Uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. It's felt like 50. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I went back online. Um, I'd been online dating in the past, uh, to no success at all. And my brother was using a website at the time and he suggested that I go on to it. J-Date? Uh, no, actually, I tried J-Date. <laughs> J-Date was an extremely big waste of money. Okay. Um, I don't suggest. Um, I, we went on OkCupid. Oh. And I was, I only spent about a week and a half, two weeks uh, before uh, I got a pop-up that said that somebody had checked my profile. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> Little did I know. Um, and... <laughs> What happened was I just, I looked back at her profile and we matched nicely. They had some, I don't know, computer algorithms that I don't understand. And um, we just kind of started, well, I messaged her first. Okay. Do you want to hear my side of the story? Yeah, I do. Okay. You know what I love? I just have to, before you tell your side of the story is it always starts with the, with the groom says, do you want me to tell the story? And bride says, yeah, you tell the story. But then after the group tells the story, she was like, okay, but let's see I, how it really happened. I think so that that might be the only time you actually hear me talk the rest of this <laughs> podcast because I'll just keep on looking at Rochelle and let her talk. Okay, <laughs> but in my defense, when you're talking about an online dating story, there's always two perspectives, right? Of course. Two computers. Totally. Well, you there's need to talk computers. about your shopping list. Let's hear it. Yeah, so I had been online dating for a couple months. Jason was only dating for like two weeks. He was so lucky. I was, I was I was lucky. I had developed, I'm not even kidding, I had developed a strategy so I could find the perfect person. Okay. Um that met all of my expectations. Expectations. Not expectations, but I had a list of things I was looking for. And I had very low expectations because you never know who you're gonna find online when you're talking to someone. You never know when you meet them in person, like what they're going to be. So I had zero expectations, but high standards. That's the secret. That's the secret. So I had been dating for a while and I tried all the different apps. I tried JDate. I tried JCrush, JSwipe, Tinder, Tinder uh, Coffee Meets Bagel, Hinge. Like I tried Bumble. I haven't even heard of all of these. Yeah, I tried a lot. So clearly you were looking for another Jew. uh, Yeah, and it was literally... (laughs) I was so serious about dating and starting my life and finding a partner because I had just finished university, which is where everyone meets when you don't meet online in my generation, I guess, in this age, unless you meet at camp or at high school and your high school sweethearts wasn't, wasn't we were in the high school sweethearts. Me. Yeah, we, we hadn't met. Um, 
And um, and then I got onto OkCupid and I realized that when people look at you, you can see when they look at you. And the reason why I looked at him was because um, OkCupid, they had this algorithm where you answer questions and depending on how you rank the answers that you want your potential partner to answer, that's how they come up with your match percentage. So we had a pretty high match percentage. Okay. And he was Jewish and he was... Tall, dark, and handsome. Tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. He that actually your, had a horrible photo. That was your screen photo. name, right? Was that your screen Tall, name? Tall, dark, and he handsome. He had a too. horrible photo, so I the did photo not even I know. Put a, I put yeah. so little effort into the whole online dating, really. Like, I was using a photo that was probably three or four years old at the time. Which is why mm, when we met in misleading. person, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> like, literally, I had no clue who this person was so why didn't you just send him a message why the game of playing and waiting for him to send you a message after you looked at him twice okay. even though we're in the 21st century she wants yeah. to yeah. go to make the first move the even though she made the first it's move. Not she did that. Yeah. so i had tried doing that it's not like i'm this helpless woman right <laughs> no i had literally this was just my strategy <laughs> i had developed a strategy based on all of the different experiences that i have I had had online dating in this community. So this was the most effective strategy to me. Okay. And it worked. Evidently and it worked. worked. Okay. So then you me? sent her a message. So then I yeah. sent her a message and we started messaging back and forth on the app. And I said, enough is enough. Let's meet. Let's stop wasting more time. And up to that point. Okay. This is not an exaggeration. We didn't exchange names. Didn't exchange names. That was another part of my strategy. <laughs> Really? I didn't know what her name was until the day before we went on a date. And I said, oh, by the way, what's your name? So that when we meet, I actually know what to call you. How fascinating. What is the reason why you don't provide your name? Okay. So the reason I don't provide my name or my number is because I don't like I didn't want someone that wasn't serious. And I didn't want to get their number so that we would go from texting on an app to texting on a phone and then just never meeting in person. Okay. I like to keep people guessing. Clearly. Yeah. I was an enigma. Oh, wow. Am I still an enigma? Mostly. Mostly. So now you've gone on some dates and we flash <laughs> forward how many years before you get engaged? Uh, it was two, two years? years, two years and a bit. Two years into the relationship. Because I didn't ask until I knew I had a more permanent job. Well, I think that going from our first date, like we knew from that first date that we really, really liked each other. Right away. Right away. Like it was weird. What's not to like? It was a half an hour. That's true. Like I, <laughs> and because I had so much dating experience from these online apps like i had only allotted like maybe half an hour an hour for this date because like you never know right you always have an to have a backup plan right so we meet for coffee and it goes from like the half hour is expecting it to be because like the first no half hour was a little rough you have to warm up to the yeah. other person and then she you said the magic word and we started still. talking what was the magic word camp. manischewitz oh camp. <laughs> not 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 manischewitz I don't no it was like camp we're both camp people <laughs> okay so i asked him a question about camp because it was very very prominent in his profile that he was a camp person and from that moment it went from like this half hour date that I was expecting to like almost four and a half hours. What? Yeah. And, and, At a coffee and shop. my parents were, I put my phone on silent because I didn't want to be rude about getting. So my parents were looking for me. Like they legit were out looking for me. They thought I was dead or something. 
Oh my um, god, your parents they are hilarious. called the police and everything. Like it was really funny. Stop. I got yelled at so badly the when police. I got home that, and I was, I was, well, maybe not the police, but they were, they yeah. were close. I think that's an exaggeration. But like, I got, I was, I'm, I was 27 when I got home because, like every other millennial, I was still living at home at the time, and um, I got yelled at so bad. Like it had been years since they yelled at me like that. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, cut to two and a half years later where he's proposing. The question. Like, oh my God. Where did you ask? She didn't know that I was proposing, but we had my whole family over for dinner. And my whole family so over. So her dad and Because it was Hanukkah, so it was like a Hanukkah party for our families. Yeah. I thought it was just like a nice thing. And I didn't think that it was anything out of the ordinary because we had done things like that before where we host each other's families. I figured I kind of would back her into a corner and propose in front of my whole family. That way she really she couldn't say, say no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so we, we were getting ready for dinner and I was like, I was so nervous. I was just off the wall. And what we'd done is I'd taken the box and God bless my mom because she can wrap a present like nobody else. Um, we'd put the ring box in another box, in another box, in another box. So there were four or five different <laughs> boxes that she would have to open <laughs> before so she would get down to the ring box. So I said to my mom, you have to give her the present before dinner or I won't be able to eat. And she'd made tons of delicious food. So I asked her before dinner. She, I gave her the gift. Yeah, the and gift she just thought fell it was into a, my lap. She thought it was a gift. Oh, what's this? then I looked at Jason and he was like, I don't know. And then I looked at my dad and he was like, I don't know. Looked at Jason's brother. I don't know. So then I started opening it and then it got smaller and smaller and smaller. And she was really annoyed too because it was a box within a box and I'd filled that the box with annoying. stuff. And one of the boxes was a cookie box and I was literally looking forward to that one. <laughs> but there were no cookies. There were there no, cookies no cookies in that box, only a smaller box. And then it got down to uh, the jewelry box and I read the company and I knew that Jason was looking or interested in looking at a ring from that place. And I, then I started crying and I opened it up and it was such a beautiful ring and I was crying. And I more. said something, I, I choked something yeah. out <laughs> and then she was crying and I was yeah. crying and, and then everybody I nodded was my crying. Head and he put the ring and on then her finger. dad was over top of my shoulder cause I'd asked him for permission. And he said uh, the week before I asked him for permission, I already had the ring at that point. And, um, he said, when I see the ring, I'll give what I think. So you know my father-in-law. So oh, yes. um, so he comes over behind Rochelle with she's draped over me because she's bawling. She hadn't said yes yet. She's just been nodding head. her head. But like you need the verbal, oh, right? Like 100%. verbal consent's important, guys. And um, and so he looks at the ring. He's like, "Okay, you can marry her." <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. And then we had dinner. <laughs> and then I still could nice eat. Hanukkah but, dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so now you start planning your wedding. What made you decide? So one, you're the second type of wedding that I've had like this, where it was a daytime wedding. Oh my God. Isn't it the best kind of wedding? What made you decide to do that? Um, I don't know. I, I honestly can't remember what made us decide a daytime wedding, but it was always at the back of my mind that I'd rather have a luncheon than a big evening affair. I think because when you think of, a big expensive wedding you think oh it's a nighttime event so I thought oh you know what I want it to be a little bit more budget friendly a little bit more affordable so let's just do a luncheon the real reason 
is because she wanted to be in bed by eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, which, which actually worked out perfectly. Which was a great benefit. It you was didn't a great know benefit. this when you planned it, but you, Jason, no. got a job and you were starting the 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 next morning. Yeah, in, in June, I went for an interview. I got called for an interview, and and uh, a week later, they gave me the job, and I'm like, dang. And by then, <laughs> and I'm by so th- happy to have a job, but like. Why does it have to start the, the morning I start. after? And by then, of course, all the deposits are finalized, of right? Of course. <laughs> well, all of our stuff was finalized, yeah. like, the second week of February. Yeah. Of January. Well, when you're a teacher, you got to hustle, right? Because you only have those two weeks of break. Totally. So we went to all of the different bridal shows. We went to all of the different venues and all the vendors. And we. Like and what? Why? Why the Richmond Hill Country Club? But actually, before you answer that, I have to say that working with the Richmond Hill Country Club was a breath of fresh air. I work with a lot of vendors and venues, and Tracy specifically. I have to mention her because she was so incredible. Working with her was. She just was so on top of things. She was so amazing. She was so helpful. One of the places we went to, the guy that was showing us the venue originally actually said that, you know, I become your wedding planner and all this and that. And um, I knew we wanted one. I didn't, truthfully, I didn't know that I wanted one. A wedding planner? Uh, Yeah, until I met you. (laughs) Oh, so you were going (laughs) to all the different bridal shows. You weren't seeking out someone to help you no. the, the truth is we only went to that one i mean rochelle well i did looked a lot at of other research ones too. Okay. but we only went to the what was it the canada's Canada? bridal show yeah and you were the first person we talked to like legit we walked up the stairs came and started looking around and you were just there we were looking mainly for photographers at that point because we had a good idea of what venue we wanted and we hadn't even started thinking about entertainment we just wanted like the big ones we wanted the day the venue and the photographer because those ones are really really difficult to i, I knew i wanted down. a wedding planner <laughs> because because of the weddings that my my aunts had had and how they had and i knew that the day of i didn't want to have to worry about anything i didn't want to be responsible for anything i want to be told where i had to go <laughs> and where i needed to smile and who was pointing the camera at me and that's what i wanted okay yeah and then i got to a point where i just felt really overwhelmed with like choosing uh choosing all the different vendors and choose and looking at all the venues and I kind of had burnout and I was just over it so <laughs> I was really excited when we found you oh that's nice yeah and that was also the moment where I was like you know what let's do it let's get a wedding planner why not and it went so smoothly <laughs> yeah. good so smooth. Liter- literally the only regret from my wedding was not having it, even just a day of, you know, because yeah. I work in the industry and I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I know I know how to do this. But then I f- like I was totally at work. And you don't the first realize of my wedding, you know, no way. Yeah. And I got over it. It was fine. But it was like, you know, it's it, it is it's yeah. like the most precious gift you can have is to be present. I right? agree. I and agree. If only we knew each other. If, on- Dude, if only. Trust me. Let's yeah. go back in time. Yeah, time machine. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's circle back to the Richmond Hill Country Club. So mm-hmm. why did you choose that venue um so the reason we chose that venue is because we had agreed on doing an afternoon wedding and we wanted to find something that was less traditional so not a banquet hall we wanted to make use of the fact that it was going to be a beautiful afternoon in the summer so we, wanted we figured something. it would be a beautiful yeah. afternoon we hoped. we hoped we hoped you can only hope when it's august right 
<laughs> and you're doing all your planning in January. Yeah, yeah you can only hope. Um, and we really wanted to find something that would cater to everything we were looking for. So one of the things I was looking for was an opportunity to have an outdoor ceremony and an indoor reception yeah. um, without having to change the venue. So I wanted like an, a one-stop shop kind of thing. And we had seen a lot of different venues, but nothing was meeting our needs. Like we wanted something that was accessible. We wanted something with that outdoor indoor space. We wanted something that was classy. Mm -hmm. We wanted natural lighting. We wanted natural lighting. Because we didn't end up doing any decorating. Yeah. Other than the tables and the flowers and all that sort of yeah. stuff. We didn't also... No. We also wanted a good plan B in case it was raining because like an August wedding, you never know. Or in case there was a lot of mosquitoes. Yeah, which, Lots of which mosquitoes. happened. <laughs> so many mosquitoes. Yeah. Everything about that mm -hmm. place was awesome. It was a beautiful room that right. overlooked outside. It had beautiful yeah. bathrooms too, balcony. which is another thing. <laughs> yep. The outdoor space was great. The indoor space for the ceremony was amazing too. Great foyer to have the cocktail hour with a piano that was there. Did you always know you wanted a band over a DJ? Yes. So yeah. we yeah, always absolutely. knew we wanted a band over a DJ. When we were envisioning like an afternoon wedding with um, a luncheon, we wanted something that was like a little classier. We didn't really think a DJ would do fit the job the, or fit mm -hmm. that kind of uh, vision. Um, there's and nothing like a live band for a horror as well. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's well I mean, there's just nothing like difference. a live band. Yeah. I mean, a live band just really the just sound and and yeah. just the ambiance that a live band brings to an event and totally the energy, agree. like it just totally changes the vibe of an event. Um, and the reason we ch we went with Stereo Flavor was because we were looking for something that wasn't that typical wedding band. So we didn't want like a big dance party it was an afternoon affair it mm -hmm. wasn't like a nighttime event we probably would have gotten a big dance band if that was the case but because it was afternoon we were thinking more jazz and cocktail situation so then i went looking on uh facebook on this like buns wedding mm -hmm. site yeah. and i had posted the question there does anyone know of a wedding band they have that has a diverse repertoire that's kind of like a postmodern jukebox mm -hmm. feel okay um and someone suggested stereo yeah. flavor yeah so i looked at their website i looked at their youtube channel i called them up and then we started talking and i sent an email and at first they suggested the wedding band but once i once i like told them what our vision was and i told them about you know this uh postmodern jukebox feel and that's what i'm looking for and we want postmodern jukebox is that when when a when is that that one specific band that takes yeah, yeah. yeah. they're on youtube music. they're like super popular yeah. on youtube yeah and they take pop music and they turn it into a different version yeah, yeah. Of it. usually yeah. a retro kind of style yeah. so they'll take a, like a top 40 like a rihanna song or something yeah and maybe turn it into like a doo-wop song yeah, or yeah. okay yeah. Or a yeah. well and that's exactly yeah. what like the more sound of a swing kind of sound exactly what but we weren't talking with rj originally yeah initially we were talking with another member of the group yeah and i don't even know how we ended up it was really simple so i think i called you and then it was, like it was a phone call. It, yeah. it was. So it was, um, you know, I I sort of oversee all the bookings, but we have other people mm -hmm. that help out as things come in just to make sure we can be really responsive, you know. And they were very responsive. Yeah, that's I mean, as, as Trevor, that's the number one thing in this industry. Oh, yeah. I, I, I bet you there were 20 vendors that didn't get back to you for like a week. In oh, terms my of God. Out, right. So yeah. no, no. Well, yeah. we went when we were one. looking for ven <laughs> when we were looking at venues, <laughs> we went on literally the coldest day of that year. It was we like December 28th. No, no, it was in, Feb was no, it it was in was December. December. Yeah, but it was, it was like, like the day that it was like minus 
20 with oh the minus God. 40 wind chill. And we went all Ugh. the way up north. Yeah. And they didn't even have anyone there. <gasps> we had an appointment to at view nine the o'clock. venue. Oh. It was at 9 o'clock. No so we there. had to leave super early from where we were. This oh is something that I so cold. That is always so frustrating to me as well. Why don't you get back to people in a timely manner? You're losing. You have one job. They're lost. Yeah, but it was it was great. So and anytime something unique comes in, you know, I'm always say, listen, like if it's if it's if it's something like a little out of the ordinary, like let me know and I'll call them because it's just easier to talk. It's so much easier to talk. Mm -hmm. And then. And then as soon as we talked, I was like, oh, man, I, I actually I think I remember one of the things I told you is like, I wish more of our clients had your taste. Not, nothing against our clients. But what I meant to say is that it's like you had this really specific vision. Mm-hmm. We all went to school for jazz. Right. Yeah. Every one of us. And did. that was yeah. another reason we chose Stereo Flavor because yeah. I had heard that you guys had specifically jazz people. Yeah. And, and, and it's such a treat for us when someone actually wants us to put together music that we love and that we studied mm-hmm. and that we really care about, you know, it's like, it was such a no brainer to make sure that I could call you and like really work it out. You yeah. know, that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. So did you go and see them play or did you yes. just base it on that conversation? You went. To so see we them? did go see them play, but we came to the, we saw their big band. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, our brother, yeah, like Rochelle's Michael, brother, used, yeah. used yeah. Yeah. the big band. Yeah, and Michael uh, and Trish, who were already on the, <laughs> the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Um, and we really liked the sound. My dad wasn't. My dad gave us one thing. He's like, make sure they don't play too loud because he hates going to weddings, and you walk out with a headache because the band or the DJ's too loud. So he liked the sound. It was still a little too loud, but yeah, that, like, was, that was our like sort of more party party. Yeah, party. yeah exactly. exactly. It was yeah. the big band, that, which, which on a side note, if we hadn't had an eve uh, afternoon wedding, we probably would have used mm-hmm. the big band. Oh, yeah. for sure. Because just, I mean, we heard the yeah. sound later on. Like the sound was am- amazing. And you also had, so you had a duo play for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was lovely. You had a trio for the cocktail. Yep. Is that I, right? I don't know because we weren't Wait, there. I no, don't you were taking now. pictures. We, we, I were, we were right not, here. We, yeah, we were not on. in the cocktail you area. You scheduled us for pictures at that time, Trevor. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, I did. Well, otherwise, you were going to be having pictures at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, which no, no thank you. <laughs> yeah. We were all I woke up, up at that time, anyways, to get my hair and makeup done, but <laughs> no regrets. Mm. The, um, the outdoor space. Oh, we wanted to have space. our ceremony there. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. And it was a it's a yeah. gorgeous so space. Nice. You get golf carted down yep. to the yep. space. You like there's a nice VIP little bridge treatment. that you cross yeah. over. Nice that little meadow. stream yeah. that goes yep. through of very water. Very picturesque. Mm-hmm. It was very lovely. But when we went in for a walkthrough <laughs> the month before the wedding, Tracy at the Richmond Hill Country Club mentioned to us that at that time of year It was very, very Was wet. it the month <laughs> or the week before? I think it was the month because before. we made the call on the Thursday before. We made the call the Thursday before, but we yeah. talked about it about when the we all went there. For oh, the we did go down. Visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and was wet at that time too. I think it right? was, a, and, and there were already we were already getting bitten that day. Yeah. yeah. So we she she just wanted to give us the heads up because she knew how excited you were to have the outdoor space, but she mm-hmm. didn't want to let you down the week. She wanted to prepare you, and, yeah. and yeah. rightfully so. Absolutely. So now we're we're planning for an outdoor ceremony. Yeah. But likely knowing it was going to be mm-hmm. indoor because you both as campers <laughs> did yeah. not like I mean I didn't plan on wearing my rain boots and yeah. rain <laughs> pants mosquito repellent and I didn't yeah, want right? to have red welts contrasting mm. the beautiful <laughs> light dress that I was wearing so <laughs> already enough your dress got very yeah. dirty that day and yeah yeah we had very very um adventure seeking photographers yes 
We went. So, we went. Uh, we went traipsing. hiking, traipsing through the forest. <laughs> we did go down to <laughs> for the those area. first look pictures. After deciding and coming to terms that you were going to be doing the indoor ceremony, you were okay with it. You yes. preferred it almost. And the reason was because of that accessibility piece. Everything was on the same floor. Everything was very, very close together. It was all in one building. It, and it was just a dream. And the plan B space, that indoor space, was so beautiful. It was the same kind I of... I mean, it wasn't churchy feeling. Yeah, it wasn't churchy which feeling. we have nothing against like that, very, very but it wasn't nice. what we wanted for our mm-hmm. wedding. So, You know what was really cool about your wedding, too, is that nothing really happened. The only no, p- the only <laughs> problem <laughs> or anything that was had to be fixed was the dirt on yeah. your dress, which really is nothing. Jason and I were actually talking about that before we came to do your podcast. We're like, what are we going to talk about? Because we, we, <laughs> I, so I, I look smooth. at all your yeah. other ones and it's like, this happens and there that happens. This drama, disaster, yeah. this drama. I'm just drama. sitting there talking yeah. with Rochelle. I'm like, Rochelle, we are going to have the most... We had... A fantastic, beautiful wedding, but it was so boring because yeah. nothing happened. Nothing <laughs> this happened. podcast is three minutes long. Thanks yeah. for listening. <laughs> well, that was a concern too, but yeah. so nothing happened. Thanks for coming, <laughs> you guys. But, but sometimes it's also really nice to talk about how refreshing it mm. is when, it, it, not to say it was a boring wedding, no. but it was still there were still lots of elements that were super cool and super unique and lots of fun. We went for dance lessons. We, went for we dance did go lessons, for dance yeah. lessons. You went for dance lessons and you did this beautiful dance number in front of all of your family and friends. Was I that was so nervous. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Rochelle was nervous. W- and you weren't? Um, mm, I wanted to get it over with, but I don't know if I was nervous. I was very nervous. I just wanted to make sure i didn't step on her feet really that was my <laughs> biggest concern because i hadn't we ha- i don't think we had danced in the shoes that i was wearing and we hadn't danced in a that few long kind of dress yeah so have you ever seen that episode of friends where chandler dances for the first time in his wedding shoes and they're slippery and he's sliding all over the dance floor and i wasn't watching friends at that time oh, right you were probably five years old when friends <laughs> came out um <laughs> probably not but yeah somewhere friends around there. was a great that was a, good a great show, show. <laughs> but anyway. I, I missed that episode unfortunately you need to watch it it's really funny because it's funny what you said is you hadn't yeah. danced in those shoes well, because and that could be dangerous well, i mean and we went for classes we went once a week and we were supposed to practice at home but we like, did practice at home we didn't have the space enough to do it really until we moved into our condo and they had that beautiful tennis court <laughs> yeah we did go one night out onto the so tennis court there, yeah. um but I was really concerned because I was m- mostly okay with not stepping on her feet, but like there was the odd time when we were practicing that I would step on her feet and, and she was always wearing closed toe when we were dancing, practicing, and she was not wearing closed toe <laughs> when we were dancing yeah. at our wedding. And so then when I found wedding shoes, I found another pair that were similar to those wedding shoes and I used those for the dancing, but they still weren't the same as the shoes that I was wearing for the wedding. And my shoes were a lot pointier than I would normally wear. Crushing So like they added an extra few inches onto the top of my But nothing happened. It was a beautiful (laughs) dance. (laughs) It went very smoothly. (laughs) How important was it for you to have the Jewish traditions as part of your wedding? Very Very important. important. To me, like that spirituality piece was very important. And the fact that I had a relationship with that rabbi he was important in my life um that also added to you know the the kinds of traditions that we were incorporating and he was a very um 
easy officiant to get along with because mm-hmm. sometimes you have rabbis that say well if you're going to use me i'm a conservative rabbi i want you to do this tradition this tradition this tradition but the one that we were working with he was just so open and so willing to tailor the ceremony and the traditions to meet our needs yeah, and to he meet gave our us judaism that's wonderful really yeah. early on he gave us a book and i can't remember <laughs> what the book was it was anita perlman's Jewish wedding or something, something like that. that. It was really good because um, no, it's an original title. I don't know who it Someone. was. Um, but like it was all a book written about like the traditions of mm-hmm. what happens in a Jewish wedding. And there was stuff in there that we'd never even heard of. But we kind of went through and, and oh, there was this we wanted to do. And that was nice. And we wanted to try this, yeah. but we didn't know what it would look like. And in reading about the Jewish traditions and the reasoning behind doing them and the meaning behind doing them that was how we figured out what we wanted to incorporate in our wedding and what would have meaning to us beautiful i love that and even though nothing dramatic happened at your wedding it still was a pretty awesome wedding it was fantastic i was like crying during the ceremony i (laughs) you were crying the minute you walked down the aisle yeah i was like trying not to cry but i feel like that's a go-to thing that happens at weddings right like the bride and the groom always cry it's like very emotional (laughs) that's not a a negative thing that's That's a wonderful thing you know but i wanted to also thank you for coming in today and talking about your awesome wedding it was so good to see you it's great to be here and rj thank you again for being my co-host always great to see you Mm -hmm. and uh see you guys soon great hopefully not too soon i don't plan on getting married again (laughs) Ouch. I mean, like, you do bar no, mitzvahs, I mean, right? Like, yeah, but yeah. we still have a little bit of time. 13 years, 13 years. See you in 13, 13 years. years yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Talk soon. Bye. 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 Hey, thanks so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe and also follow me on Instagram at Trevents Planner and at Wedding Confessions.